Hello, it's Mike McDivitt, interim pastor of the New Hope Baptist Church, here in July the 16th, and uh, halfway through the month, goodness sakes. And we are going to, if you would, start here in the book of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, right? The book of John, chapter 19, the book of John, chapter 19. And we're going to start in around verse 23. John 19 and verse 23. We're going to read a few verses here. It says, Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to every soldier apart, and also his coat. And now the coat was without seam, woven from top throughout, the top throughout. They said, therefore, among themselves, Let us not rend it, but cast lots for it. Whose it shall be that the scripture might be fulfilled, which saith they parted my raiments among them, and for my vesture they did cast lots. These things, therefore, the soldiers did. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister Mary, and the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother, and the disciple standing by, whom he loved, that, that would be John, by the way, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. And after this, Jesus, know, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they, they filled excuse me, a, a sponge with vinegar, and put it upon the hyssop, and put it to his mouth. And when Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank for this day you've given us, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you will do what I cannot do. And show each of us what you would have for us in your word today, Lord. And meet our need. We thank you for all the blessings you bestowed upon us. We love you, Lord. I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Along with that verse, before we go any further, let's go to 1 Corinthians. The set of verses, let's go to 1 Corinthians. In chapter 11 and verse 2. It says, Now I praise you, brethren, that ye remember me in all things, and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. What we're going to talk about today is the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper. You know, if you go back to where Jesus was with his disciples and so forth, they went to the Last Supper, you know, and there, there, there was a Passover and the different things that go along with the Passover feast. And where the Lord's Supper fits into that, that's a whole teaching in and of itself. We're not going to get into that. But here 
in chapter 11, it really does specifically go into uh, the ordinance of the Lord's Supper. There's only a couple ordinances, right? There's baptism, and there's the Lord's Supper. Either one isn't part of your salvation, but it is something we're supposed to do. Baptism is the first step of obedience, right? And the Lord's Supper is something that reminds us of what the Lord has done for us. And it is an ordinance. We're going to go back over the verse, but in verse 20 of that chapter 11 says, When you come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. It's talking about some different things there, but it's talking about, we're really honing in on the Lord's Supper, what we call it today. But when we look back in John, the verses that we had read, we're talking about what we're looking back to. When Jesus Christ bore our sins on the cross and died for your sins and my sins with his own blood and with his own flesh is what the Lord's Supper is supposed to remind us of so that we remember why we're there. Truthfully, every Sunday is supposed to remind us of that, right? Because Sunday was given to the church. Saturday was given to the Jews. Sunday, the first day of the week, when he rose from the dead, being on the cross three days and three nights, rose again. He gave uh, that the Sunday as the day that we're supposed to be worshiping him. And we should be remembering all this on that day alone, that and his resurrection that we do on Easter, right? We call Easter, really. We call it Resurrection Sunday at our church. And this particular ordinance of the church is given to us to remember. And we're going to get into that. So it is something we're going to be participating in in our church tomorrow. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that and go through this chapter as it pertains to that. Now, some churches teach us this is the literal body and blood of Christ. There's really nowhere that it stands out say, this is my blood, this is my body. It doesn't say this is turning into my body and turning into my blood. In fact, the Bible does have a big taboo about drinking blood and uh, eating human flesh, right? We're not supposed to be doing that, right? So why would he, why would he go against what he has taught already? <laughs> so, but it is to remind us of that. And, and, and it is a very, uh, very uh, stark reminder of that, is it not? And there are also some, you know, churches that uh, take this and, and really don't make much of a big deal about it. But it is a big deal. It's not part of your salvation. Just like baptism, something we're supposed to do is first step of obedience. That's another ordinance. Baptism, first step of obedience. But the Lord's Supper, that is... An ordinance. It doesn't really say how much, how many times a year we should do it. And some churches do it every week. Some churches do it every month, every other month. They maybe have certain times that they do it. Um, my dad always did it just once in a while because he didn't want you to lose the reason why we do it and how special it is. And I'm not saying any one of those churches are wrong. But um, we are supposed to do it, though, on some kind of regular basis. 
so that we as a church remember. So we remember. And so this is the chapter, chapter 11, that talks about this, the body and the blood of Christ and how we, as we take this seriously as an ordinance and participate in the Lord's Supper, remember. We get into uh, verse 17. Let's read down through, and it says in this chapter 11 of 1 Corinthians, Now in this I declare unto you, and I praise you not, that she come together not for a better, but for worse. But for first of all, when you come together in the, ch in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you and partly believe it. That's something that should not be, isn't it? He's going to be getting into some of the things that they're supposed to uh, look for. And here they're, he's looking for proper motivation, proper motivation. That's what he's looking for here. And there are some divisions among these people. and says, for there must be also heresies among you. So there's heresies among them. My goodness. That they which are approved may be manifest among you. When ye come together, therefore, into one place. This is not to eat the Lord's Supper. It's not for you to fill it up as eating. Okay, now remember, this is part of. When he did Lord's Supper, this is we had a Jewish uh, man come to a Christian come to our church one time and, and showed us which part of it was, and it was really remarkable. But it's not to fill your belly. This is to remember. What's your motivation? You know, we don't do that in our churches, but apparently back then he had to tell them this. It says, For eating, and every one taketh before others his own supper, and other another one is hungry, another is drunken. What have ye not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise ye the church of God and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. And what he's looking for here is their motivation. Why are you coming together? Are you coming together to remember your Lord and what he did for you? Are you coming together to have supper time, party time? Are you coming together for other reasons? I think even in the weekly worship, sometimes churches come together for the wrong reasons, and they call it praise and worship, but what it be has become is a rock concert. What it has become is a party time. What it has become is everything <clears throat> but what it should be. For the praise and worship, true praise and worship of the Lord, <coughs> excuse me, when you hear God's word preached, taught, hymns, songs, hymns, and spiritual songs sung, <coughs> setting up the teaching of doctrine and preaching of his word. My goodness. I think that we <coughs> have lost track of a lot of things. And I know we really don't do this with the Lord's Supper in our churches. Apparently this one did. But I think we can take lessons off of even our weekly services. Excuse me, for some reason I got a tickle in my throat. But here he's looking at their motivation. <clears throat> and the second part of this, he wants them to look back. He wants them to look back. Starting at verse 23. <clears throat> for I have received the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. <clears throat> that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, Take eat, this is my body, 
which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after that same manner, he also took the cup. <clears throat> and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament of, in my blood. This do as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. <clears throat> he wants them to look back at what he did, his body that was given for them, his blood that was given for them. And we were to look back. So they looked, um, they looked at their, he looked at their motivation and he's looking back. And then that last part of that verse, what's it say? Till he come. He wants them to look ahead. They were expecting one day for the Lord to come again, believe it or not, as we are, even at that time. And they were to look for that. So as we take of the Lord's Supper, we are looking at what he had given to us, for us. He paid for our sins with the, with the payment of his blood and his flesh upon that cross, taking our sins on his back. The one who hates sin, never sinned, but took my sin on his back and yours. <clears throat> so they looked ahead. They looked at their motive. He looked at their motive. He wanted them to look back at what he did for them. He wanted them to look ahead what he was come. It had, it had uh, uh, that payment was going to do, and he was coming back for them. <clears throat> And in the process of this, he wants them to look within. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink of this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, <clears throat> that we should not be condemned with the world. He wants us to look, at, look within before we take of the Lord's Supper. As we remember what he had done for us. <clears throat> and we look at our motives. And we look back at what he did for us. And we look ahead of what that payment was going to do when he comes back for us. We are to look within before we participate. Just say, well, I got some things to get right. Well, get them right. Get them right. Ask forgiveness. And if you mean it, then you can participate. Now it says you can participate anyway. <clears throat> but it says that some sleep. In other words, the uh, Lord might take them home. This is very important. This is very serious. This is an ordinance. But we're to be taking this very seriously. Very seriously. Indeed. So we are not only to look at our motives and we are to look back and we are to look ahead and we are to look within. But then in verse 33 and 34 it says, Wherefore, my brother, 
When ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. <clears throat> and if any man hunger, let him eat at home. That ye come not together unto condemnation. And I rest, and the rest, excuse me, will I set in order when I come. We're to look around and see, are we doing this thing right? As our church participates in this tomorrow, we are to try to do it the way God set it out to be. The way the good Lord did. Now in our church, we believe that uh, we don't believe in alcohol. Okay? So we'll be having <clears throat> grape juice. And you say, that's not wine. Well, wine in the Middle East is anything off the vine. And I really truly believe if it turns into alcohol, you shouldn't be touching it anyway. So we're going to be having grape juice. We're not going to get into that teaching today, but that's what we believe. And that's what the Bible teaches. And so we, when we have that, uh, that grape juice, we are to be remembering the blood that he shed for us. And the bread. Now, we're not going to be ripping bread apart, but we're going to be having <clears throat> unsalted, unleavened crackers broken up. And as we have that, we take that, we are to be remembering the flesh that was whipped, that was, uh, the, the, the nails were driven through, that died on that cross for you and I. <clears throat> this is a very important, a very important thing that we are supposed to remember, a very important ordinance as we participate in this. And I believe we need to remember what the good Lord had done for us. I do. I do. And as we remember what we had read at first, in John chapter 19, in John chapter 19, when it says, in verse 30, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. He gave his life. Now remember, he could have called legions of angels to come and take him off the cross. In fact, in point of fact, he could have spoken a word and come down off that cross. And in fact, he could have not even done it at all if he didn't want to. But he did that because he loved us. So as you, my friends, openly within your church and us in our church tomorrow, we remember this, this thing that the Lord has done for us in this practicing this ordinance that he had given to us of the Lord's Supper, that we remember the price that was paid. The debt that we owed was forgiven. And as he hung on that cross and said, it is finished, he looked down the annals of time and he looked right at you, my friend. He knew you would get saved. He knew he wanted you to be with him. And if you're not saved, my friend. Bible says if you would just but ask him in your heart as your Lord and Savior, believing he is the Son of God and died for your sins, and that you're a sinner and you need saved from those sins, so that you might not only not go to hell, but you'd spend eternity with him. And be born into the family of God and ask him in your heart as your Lord and save you and to forgive him of your sins. And you mean it. That he'll come in. 
and you'll be born into the family of God. Jesus specifically said it in that way because that's exactly what happens. It says old things are passed away. All things become new when you get saved. And when you're born in the family of God, you can't be unborn. You're his. You're sealed in the spirit. He says, you're in my hand. I'm in my father's hand. No one can take you out of my father's hand, my friend. What a savior. And those, those of you that are saved that practice this ordinance with your church, remember what he did for you. Don't ever forget it. It's a special, special thing that your heavenly father allowed his son to do for you and that the son of God came down and did for you and I. <clears throat> I'm telling you, what an important, important ordinance that the church has the privilege of practicing the Lord's Supper. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, it's thank for this day you've given us. And I pray, dear Father, that you will just do what I cannot do, Lord, to meet each and every one of our needs. And the scriptures that we have read today, we love you, Lord. We thank you for all the blessings you bestowed upon us, especially salvation. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friend, I hope you have a great Sunday tomorrow. Please get to church. And <clears throat> those of you that aren't saved, please consider what we had spoken about. And if you want more detail on that, I tell you what, I, I look back in, in the... In the uh, archive and there's messages on salvation alone most important thing you'll ever decide and those of you that are saved please remember the the price that your savior paid for your say for your salvation rather well you guys have a great sunday and god bless you